the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by City Mission of Washington, Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome to Bisburg. I'm John Hall. It's good to be along today. Dean Gartland is with us from City Mission. Dean is the president and the CEO of City Mission in Washington. And Dean, friend, always a good pleasure to see you. Oh, it's great to be here, John. Thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Dean, for people who are unfamiliar with City Mission, uh, talk to us about who you are and the essential work that you do. Okay. Well, the city mission, uh, and I, I'll probably just give you a little bit of our of our mission statement because I, I, I love it. I'm engaged in it. I mean, I, it really resonates with me. But the city mission exists to share Christ, to shelter, to heal, and to restore the homeless to independent living without discrimination. And so to accomplish that mission, uh, we operate four shelters, uh, one for homeless men, uh, one for homeless women with children, uh, one for single women without children, and one for homeless veterans. And so uh, those four shelters operate within a context of a program. So we uh, we operate what we call a life recovery program at the city mission. So everybody who's there, uh, women, men, veterans, all are going through what we call a life recovery process. And so uh, we also operate a medical clinic. Uh, the medical clinic is open five days a week. Every resident, man, woman, and child that comes through there goes to our medical clinic uh, to be evaluated and assessed uh, for uh, whatever. I mean, we 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 look at everything from uh, TB to you know uh, HIV to um, STDs, whatever. Uh, so they go through our medical clinic and get evaluated. Uh, we also operate a meal ministry, uh, which is uh, we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not to our residents as well as to the working poor in the community and unsheltered homeless uh, that that reside in Washington. Uh, we also operate uh, a program called CTEC, which is our Career Training and Education Center. Uh, this really helps to prepare uh, the men and women for employment, and so they can earn certificates in food service and food safety. They can get certified in forklift operation. Uh, they can get their CDL license uh, uh, and a number of other types of certificates they can get while they're residing with the mission in preparation for employment. And we've seen some great success over the last four years uh, uh, with those getting employment uh, on average of over 120 people a year are getting uh, full-time jobs and working and moving out into the, uh, uh, to the community independent and independence. And we also operate uh, seven thrift shops uh, throughout the three different counties. And so those thrift shops, uh, people can, you know, can give and donate, obviously, goods uh, to those thrift stores. Uh, they generate uh, revenue that comes back to help support what we do in providing food, shelter, and hope uh, to those men, women, and children who come to the city mission. Dean, that's incredible. I mean, really, it is. The the scope of the work that you do is just really off the charts. So congratulations to that. I can't imagine what it's like for you as the the CEO to juggle all these different programs, initiatives, all the souls that come in and out of the mission on a regular basis. That's a heck of a lot of work. 
Well, it is, but I know that it's a, uh, I have some great partners in the community, uh, businesses, churches, individuals who believe in what we do. They believe in the city mission. They see the transformation that takes place in the lives of the men and women. And so they partner with us. They give, they pray, they support what we do. I obviously uh, couldn't do it without them. Well, as, as part of this, I'm sure, you know, the financial uh, engine to make this work has got to be gigantic as well. Later on in the show, let's talk about that. But I'm always excited when you come to join us because you bring someone who's a, who's part of the mission, the ministry, who tells their story. And today you've got a friend. Yes, I do. And his name is Ray. And uh, he's been with us a little over four months. And, and so he's going to come and share his story with us. Fabulous. Well, Raymond, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, the pleasure is ours. So, Raymond, um, you've got time here to just tell your story. I'm always interested in people's recovery story about what they used to be like and what happened to them and where they are now. So if you don't mind, would you go back to the you know the beginning of what you would consider your story and tell us about that? Most definitely. Thank you very much. I, more than anything, I'm, I look at this as it isn't where I'm going, but rather the journey that brought me here. The journey – I was as you would say or would some would say I was lost and the mission held out their hand and welcomed me with open arms when I had come from issues of having making bad choices and legal issues and it put me down to a point where I was totally lost and so coming to the mission gave me an opportunity to better myself to explore more of what God had wanted for me to see in my life rather than what I wanted to see with my own eyes. Yeah. And the mission has done that for me. So when you say you're lost, go into that a little bit deeper. Was um, it an alcohol problem and drugs, or is it just, you know, life was just too much to bear? Life was too much to bear. I became more dependent upon what I thought was right instead of what was right for me and what society expected of me. So the loss more became a, a psychological and mental health issue for me that brought me here to where I didn't have the mental aptitude to accept myself for where I was. Yeah, I see. And so how did that manifest itself in your day-to-day? I mean, did you have relationships? Were you married? Did you have a job? Um, was there success in, in any aspect of all those? I, I lived a, a successful life other than within myself. I was married i had a good home and and just my way wasn't the right way and i destroyed my life hmm. and it to you know i i let my life me dictate the downsides of my life and it had a bad outcome until the time when i was approached to problem solving more than I could ever have imagined where God gave me that a choice to make amends. Talk about the low point when you were at the very bottom of it all. Where were you? Um, probably in the judicial system was definitely the low part of my life. So you got caught up in something. Yes, definitely. And so that involved lawyers, or was there was it a criminal activity? It gave me a, a criminal history. Yeah, and it was not a good thing in my life, and it wasn't a good thing in other people's lives. Were you in I, prison? No, I actually went to the county jail. Yeah, for how long? Um, six and a half months. 
And so you get out of the county jail. I'm, I'm sure that wasn't a pleasant stay, six and a half months in the county jail, right. all sorts of chaos and characters that you were engaged with. Yes. You get out of the county jail. How, how long ago was that? Uh, I got out in July. July. And, and then came straight to the mission. Straight to the mission. Yes. What was that like? I mean, who told you to go to the mission? There was a counselor that was working within uh, the jail system, and she approached me. She said, I have something that is going to really be beneficial to you. And and I'm like, what is that? And she told me the city mission, and I'm like, I didn't know anything about the city mission. Right. What is it expected of me? And she goes, it's not much expected of you at all. And I'm like, what's it going to cost me? She goes, it's, it's not going to cost you a dime. I'm like, what am I going to gain out of this? She goes, your life. <laughs> That's hard to resist, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, maybe little Leary stepping in the front door of the city mission. Yes. Now, you say you've been there since July, July 28th, I think you said. You walk right. in the front door. Uh, talk about that journey. Uh, you, you come in. Now, you're surrounded. You know, when you go to the mission, I'm sure there are people who are struggling with addiction issues, mental health issues, homeless issues. You've had, you know, uh, from what you're telling me, you've had life issues, which are sort of, you know, uh, sort of the whole ball of wax. Yeah. What was that first encounter with City Mission? At first, it was I, I didn't really know what to think. Yeah. You know, here I am, somebody that's lived his life and not depended upon anybody. Social services, they weren't just part of your life, right? Correct. You weren't part of the system until you wound up in jail. Correct. And, you know, as bad as this seems, it it turned out to be a real blessing. The first day I came into the mission, I was blinded. I had no idea what the mission was about. Absolutely yeah. none. In my days in the past, I thought the mission was a soup kitchen. and. Sure. And God revealed to me it was so much more that I couldn't even describe at the moment. It was overwhelming at, at the moment, but then it was it became revealed to me that it was more than I could have asked for myself. Talk about, Raymond, your, your spiritual life. I mean, um, in your life as a guy, uh, was there a connection to God whatsoever? I've, you know, for a long time in my life, I— I knew who God was as a child. Yeah. And through hard times, then I realized it wasn't about just knowing God. It be, it's about having a relationship with God. Yeah. And being <clears throat> at the mission is, isn't just like only carrying my relationship with God, but that I'm in the midst of God at all times at the mission. I mean— I would think for a lot of people, you know, if if you're not raised in a, in a setting where God is part of your life and, you know, you're an adult, you're doing your thing, and then to walk in someplace where where God is there and people are talking about God and praying to God and surrounded by God, um, it had to be, I'm not saying uncomfortable, but unusual to enter into that. Did, did it take you a while to surrender to that? It did. It it took me for the the point of the time from when I first had intake until, and it was on Thursday morning that I came into the mission. And Thursday, um, we're blessed to have a, a chapel service on Thursday evening. Hmm. Your timing was good, and it was great. So you've been there since July. Yes. Talk about your life now, where you are. 
and what your future dreams and hopes are. My my life now is really complimentary because I'm in the midst of many people that have great intentions. They have a great outlook where you get to see people grow and I get to grow within myself. And the part that is the most rewarding for me is to see people that are transformed. And so my, my journey is, you know, we never know whether it's going to be how long it is. And it's not about the destination by any means, mm-hmm. but the journey and the, to be in a point where I get to see what God wants me to see and just do God's will. And where I end up is all his choosing. So right now you're in the moment, this moment. I am. Fabulous. It's a humbling thing, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Well, Raymond, thanks. I I mean, for that transparency. Thank you. It's a... It's a hard road. It's just to be alive is difficult, just to, to breathe the air that we are here. Yes. And it sounds like you've found a home, and in that home there is hope for a better tomorrow. Oh, definitely. That most definitely is. It's, you know, I, I can't say enough about it. There is the time that it takes for a person to have a transformation living at the mission is, is a blink of an eye. It's all in where, you know, what you receive in your heart. And that comes through Jesus Christ. And God gives us that. And the mission supplies everything that we could possibly need simply by the goodness of others and God gave us that will transform our lives to where we will be successful for the rest of our lives. Raymond, I always think about people who are listening to you and I speak right now people who have had that difficult journey that you and I have have also shared. Someone's out there right now. If you could speak to that person and talk about their journey and how to lift their burden to give them some peace, what would you say? Let that change be the change that is good for somebody else. Not just the change within yourself, but that change that means everything to those others, the ones that are less fortunate, whether they struggle financially or they struggle emotionally or spiritually you can find every bit of that reward within yourself and within that mission the city mission it means so much it's a good word ray thanks thank you so there you hear it i mean that's the work of the city mission in earnest that exclamation point of that conversation with raymond Dean Gartland is with us from the City Mission. Dean's the president and the CEO. Dean, um, you hear a story like Ray. It's it's unique in its own journey, but it's similar like a lot of men and women who walk through those doors year in and year out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is. And it's, uh, uh, it's always amazing to me because uh, it never gets old uh, when – uh, I get a chance to talk with various men and women uh, about their journey and about coming to the city mission and what that means to them and how uh, life begins to take on a totally different viewpoint. They, they begin to see life differently and and their, their perspective begins to change. They see um, that their relationship with God takes on a whole brand new uh, uh, meaning for them. And the, they be, and they do. And I think as Ray was saying, you do see this in others. And that's one of the things that I think is a powerful element 
and component of the city mission when you're when you're living there when you're when you're a resident there and you begin to see other people that maybe you connected with when you first got there and all of a sudden you see their lives different changing uh, the way they speak, uh, the way uh, they treat others. Uh, life begins to change for them. Their heart is changing. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the evidence of, a, of that transformation begins to become uh, real. And you see and you go – and you start thinking to yourself, man, that could be me. I mean that, I, that – it's happening for them. Maybe that can happen for me. And so when you hear Ray share some of these th- – that story about what he began to see in others, I mean it's something that he begins to see in himself. And and the change begins to take place, and it's a, it, it really is uh, a miracle uh, that we begin to see how people's lives, their hearts, their minds begin to change, and to see that miracle every day happen. Uh, it's certainly it's a privilege for me uh, to serve God in this way and to be able to be a part of that journey in so many lives of the men and women that walk through the mission. <laughs> yeah, Dean, I'll say amen to that. I mean, it is a miracle, and you know, we talk about we, we always think miracles are gigantic things, but mm-hmm. oftentimes the miracles are the tiniest things. But the turning of a person's heart, mine, yours, Ray's, I mean, that is a miracle. Oh, it's, it absolutely is, and it's a powerful miracle at that. And that's uh, because when we're left to ourselves and our own devices, oh not my good. God, <laughs> not a place you want to dwell. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to go there. That's no. uh, that's not what we want to do. And so, realizing that and becoming to that place of admitting that and surrendering and letting God begin to take control of our lives and to uh, really work in us and through us and to the lives of those around us. It's just, uh, it's an unspeakable gift that God gives us. I'm into that. We're talking with Dean Gartland, the president, the CEO of City Mission. So, Dean, you know, um, the, the engine of what City Mission is all about, clearly, you know, the, the old style of, oh, it's a homeless shelter. There's a lot more going on than just providing a, a bed and some warm meals for people who are in need. And, of course, you know, you described that briefly in our introduction a, a few minutes ago. But all that requires a, a huge financial heft, and that's not to be taken lightly. And, I, and one of the things I greatly admire about the city mission is, you know, you're not relying on government uh, ability to, to fuel you. A lot of people kind of go, well, the government will take care of us. You're doing this independently, privately, and the community around you uh, in Washington County itself and in western Pennsylvania, here in the city of Pittsburgh as well, this is something that's really big but always, you are always out searching for that help of that financial independence to make sure those programs continue on. Uh, absolutely. And, I, uh, and I've said that what I said at the beginning is tr- absolutely true. Uh, our partners really are uh, the essential uh, engine that's driving the, the, the city mission that keeps our doors open, keeps food in our, our freezers, and so that we are able to make sure that everybody is well-fed. Uh, the shelter is, is supported and, you know, our bills get paid and uh, so forth so that, so that that mission can be available for everybody that walks through those doors and says, you know, I need help. Because one of the things that I've, uh, I've shared many, many times, I said is that, you know, the people, what's more greater than, than their, even their homelessness is the hopelessness that people have in our society. And particularly when you have lost everything, whether it's drug addiction or alcoholism, mental health issues, whatever it is, and you have lose everything in your life, your family, your, your place uh, where, where you live, and you lose all these things, 
you feel so hopeless, like there's no there's no end. There's no way to get help. And so somebody then says, you know, well, go to the city mission. Maybe they can help you. And you walk through the door and to see hope come alive in the eyes of the men and women that walk through that door there, all of a sudden now it's like there is hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I can make it. Because this is not just a place where I come to get something to eat or I just, you know, get a warm bed at night. Although those are so essential, so important. But there is a, there is services. There are people there that love you. They care about you. Volunteers that come in to, to, to support you. The program that's there to equip you so that you can live independently. It's an amazing, absolutely amazing thing to watch what God does in the lives of these men and women. And it starts with hope. Fabulous. Okay, so Dean, here we are in December, and of course, uh, end of the year, right? People's financial calendars come up to a different uh, stage. Talk about year-end giving for people who are interested. They hear this message, they hear Ray's message and your message and think, I want to be part of that. So year-end giving, now's the time. Boy, this is uh, it's so critical, so important to the city mission because this is the time that we uh, are really dependent on folks and and the, and the goodness of, of their hearts to be able to support the city mission because what we were able to raise in December really carries us for months into the as we get into the going into the next summer, and so what we raise this year really has to be able to help support us for the next six seven months, and so we are very dependent, very much uh, asking people to please if they are able and 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 can do that to please go to citymission.org and there's a donate button right there that they can uh, they can uh, click on and really donate uh, whether they by by credit card or if they want to write a check and send it to city mission they can do that uh, to 84 West Wheeling Street Washington PA. One five three zero one, and you could write a check and send it in that way, uh, or you can donate to one of our stores. Uh, you know, you have furniture, you have clothing, you have shoes that you no longer need uh, or, or want, and you know, Christmas is coming. Maybe you're getting new, new, new uh, furniture. Uh, donate that to the city mission. We turn that and sell it, and uh, uh, for a low, very good uh, cost, and that money comes back uh, to support the city mission. And one other thing I'll highlight here. Obviously, and, and it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it is that we really do need people to be praying for us uh, year round. I mean, every when you hear Ray's story and other stories of people that that come to the uh, Bisberg and share their story, uh, they really need your prayers and your support that way as well. And so, I ask people to please pray for Ray. You heard his story today. Uh, commit yourself to pray for him uh, throughout the year because he needs your prayers as well. Fabulous. And as well, you know, uh, the financial and the prayer, muscle's always important as well, too. So you, the doors are open, and if you're anywhere, want to be connected with City Mission, you can, you know, make an appointment or walk in the door and say, use me. Oh, absolutely. We we uh, love our volunteers. They're such a critical part of, of keeping our ministry going. And I know that through this pandemic, we've had some struggles where we've had to close down on a couple of occasions in terms of the volunteers coming to help us. I mean, we continue to do our work despite the pandemic. Uh, we're, we People need help. They need support. They need housing. They need uh, programming. They need services that's going to help them overcome uh, the barriers that stand in their way of independence. And so we are committed to doing that pandemic or no pandemic. We're going to do it. Uh, but our volunteers are critically important to us. And so I would encourage anyone who wants to volunteer or come down and just see what the mission is doing 
uh, to pick up the phone and make that call, 724-222-8530, just to make sure that they can, what we have available and that they can come down and see what we're doing because we do go through uh, periods where we have to limit uh, folks on our campus, but uh, but I encourage everyone, please don't let that the pandemic stop you from making that call. Fabulous. Well, Dean, uh, here we are. I mean, it's the year end here, and of course, uh, the city mission doesn't put a, a closed sign up, right? Admits pandemic or fires or any sort of calamity that's thrown at you. So uh, here we are. I mean, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, you are open. The door is always open at the city mission. Absolutely, and uh, the and that our in our staff, we are essential workers. Uh, our staff are considered essential workers. They are uh, they and they come every day. Our staff is there, <laughs> despite all these uh, uh, hindrances and things that happen, uh, the virus and so forth. But uh, we can't stop doing what we do. Uh, people's lives depend on it. I mean, this this is really. Uh, a, a case of life and death for many of the men and women that walk through our doors. If they don't get the help they need, uh, it could be very disastrous uh, result at the end. So uh, we are really uh, asking people to step up to the plate, be that partner, be that prayer partner, be that financial support partner that we need, and really help the city mission uh, continue its work in, uh, far into the future. Fabulous. Well, Dean and uh, Ray as well, uh on behalf of all of us here at the station, I just want to wish you a, a very Merry Christmas this year and a very healthy and happy 2022, which sounds like science fiction to say out loud. But uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas to both of you. Well, thank you, John. And the same to you as well. Pleasure is always mine. Listen, folks, uh, a finer organization, I'll tell you, you'd be hard-pressed to find, which is City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania, helping to transform lives one soul at a time. People come in the front door one way, and when it is time for them to leave, they certainly leave in a different way because truly the love of Christ is there. So we love City Mission. And for all of you, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. This has been Bisberg, and uh, God willing, we'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.